0: 60 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate and inspire your personal brand. I'm your host Ross Dean and each episode I chat to thought leaders, influencers and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go the extra mile, pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them, powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. okay hi guys and welcome back to make today count another fantastic guest for you today um this guy is someone that i found a little while ago now um through his content and what was um, i was immediately drawn to is kind of his energy his energy and i needed that energy on the podcast to be infectious to get into the ears of everyone listening um so welcome cam how you doing
1: i'm doing fantastic how are you doing ross
0: I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, like I said b- before, you know, came across your content a little while ago. Um, I'm interested in in kind of as well as the personal branding stuff that I do as work. You know, a lot of that comes with kind of like self development as well. Um, yes. and a and a lot of my clients are sort of into that kind of stuff as well. And and what I got was this kind of burst of energy that came on my screen. Um, when I, I think it was on Instagram. Where does that energy come from for you?
1: Um. To be honest, I think naturally um, like that. Uh, sometimes even people say like, oh, come, you got so much high energy. But uh, to be honest, it's just natural. It's I've, yeah. I've always been like that. Yeah, I've always been, you know, very out there, enthusiastic. It's just natural, I would say.
0: Yeah. Anyone else in your family have that same energy or are you, are you kind oh, of yeah. carry it?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Basically, actually, it must have. Actually, that's, I should have answered. That's right. It must have come from my dad. My dad okay. was very, very enthusiastic and friendly and into people. So I definitely yeah. got it from my dad.
0: Perfect. And actually, yeah. we'll, we'll get into speaking about a little bit of your dad, because I know he was the inspiration around the book um, that you wrote that's available on um, Amazon. And we can talk about that a little later. Um, but for everyone that kind of hasn't come across the content that you put out before, um, Cam, can you give us a little bit of background about your backstory and kind of how you got to where you are today?
1: Okay, yes. So my backstory, actually, it's a long one, but I don't want to, you know, obviously, i got to be mindful of time because we've got so much to discuss. So uh, I came here in the United Kingdom in 2002, originally from Uganda in East Africa. And like most of us, obviously, we come here for a better living. I came to pursue my my studies in management information systems, which I did. And on the side, like most of us, again, we have our you know jobs as well we work on mm, yeah. so fast forward 2014 i was working as a security guard in london that's mm-hmm. where i used to live before i moved to ipswich in 2000 end of 2014 so this was around april march 2014 uh, on this night i was working uh crazy hours and just that still small voice uh spoke to me uh come, is this what you'd like to do for the rest of your life? But Mm. how did that voice come up? You know, I was working long hours, I was not happy. Uh, I don't know if it's ever happened to anyone listening, but sometimes you reach a point in life where you feel like you could be doing more than what you're doing. And that's what uh, that's what this voice spoke to me. And what I did, it was just weird. I went on YouTube and started looking at YouTube videos and motivation, you know, just to lift myself up because I really, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Because starting to take you back, I thought I needed to be a professional footballer. But coming here on a student visa, I couldn't go into professional football. And, you know, obviously, there's so much work college so you know time went and the years went past so uh what happened in about uh, three weeks into uh listening to those videos one video vivi- one video popped up and when the guy came up to speak i was so so fascinated i was like why don't they ever teach this at I- teach this at I- teach this in school and mm-hmm. it was to do with you know mindset how successful people think how they structure their day and because i was so fascinated like you know, when you're so drawn to someone's content, you want to find out, you want to find out more. And I hope that's what, how you got to find me. But what I did is I went to his website and I don't know, Ross, I don't know if you call it lack or coincidence, but yeah. this guy had a personal development seminar coming up in London. It was in about a month. So I said, you know, I'm just going to go to his seminar. So I actually registered for the seminar. But the craziest thing, I want people to understand where I've come from. Ross, I didn't even have the money. But let me take you back. I was working crazy hours, but I didn't even have the hundred pounds to go to Mm. that seminar. So I scraped the barrel, came up with the money. And when I went to that seminar, in that seminar, it's still still, about 45 minutes into the seminar, a a still small voice spoke to me. And it was like, come. You want to be like that guy on stage. (laughs) And I was like, what? I looked, literally, I looked around. I was like, what? Because I'd never spoken in public before. All all along my my passion was football. So not at all about public speaking. So as soon as that voice spoke to me, a negative voice kicked in. I was like, come, you've never spoken in public before. You know, you're a poor kid from Africa who is going to want to listen to you. And so, in the middle of the seminar, I was having this battle between my soul and obviously my negative voice. And by the end of three days, I just made that decision that I was going to do, you know, to pursue that. Uh, So, 2014, that was 2014. So, I didn't really take into so much consideration of what the voice said. So, I just continued going to different seminars. That's when I started reading books. I said, it's I dive deep into personal development, but Ross, let me share this so people know it took me two years. So 2014, when I went to the seminar and that voice spoke to me, it took me two years when uh, actually, when we moved to Ipswich, and then I was like, you know, I got to do something. My voice was now strong. So mm. I went to a, I went, I uh, Googled speaking clubs. I joined Ipswich speakers club, 2016. Mm. I started going to attend. Sem- to attend the 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 club club every other Tuesday, every other Thursday. Sorry. And what happened is, again after another two years. This is two thousand eighteen. Now fast forward, uh, my voice was like, "Come, you gotta start doing these seminars. You gotta start sharing your story." So July two thousand eighteen. It's actually been two years. I set up my first uh, personal development seminar in Ipswich Library. I called friends. Yes, uh, you know it was. I was so fearful, you know. Again, I can't mm-hmm. go into the details, but my focus <laughs> was like, "Come, no one is going to show up. What if you forget?" Yeah. Ross, it's I, I, I hardly slept, slept the night before talking, you know, talking about fear. And then on that day, to be honest, uh, I managed to get twenty-one people that showed up. But that was the first seminar, and by the end of the year, I literally had done four seminars, and you know, f- you know, for you know, people came. And from then opportunities came. I got called to speak at BBC Radio Suffolk. I shared lessons I learned from my dad, which we shall touch on. It was gross. It was uh, that probably we shall share this in how the book came about. But uh, that came about. And since then I started doing seminars. Uh, go, you know, offered a radio show as well at Insp- at I O Radio, which I've done. Obviously, because of quarantine, that's a bit mm-hmm. on the hold. But so many opportunities have been coming since then. So now, my dream is to inspire and motivate people to, you know, uh, discover their life purpose, uh, go after their goals and dreams by facing their fears. And I hope that in a n- nutshell, I mean, it's a long story, but I hope that uh, kind of gives you a background of, you know, where I came from and why I am today.
0: No, definitely. And, and what I hear from from that story is that, you know, from that moment that you went to that seminar you obviously put a plan into place after that and it sounds like there's a kind of enormous discipline in, in to kind of you know join the speakers club and set these goals for you I know you mentioned before that you know you came here on a, 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 a football scholarship and obviously football was something good and you had to kind of train it and you had to train a lot for do you think that discipline yeah. came, came from your sports background do you think
1: yes yeah, sorry i uh, probably that one I got a bit that a bit uh wrong I didn't come on out on a sports or anything like that so i came on just a normal student visa but i uh growing up i wanted to be a professional footballer ah, so i gotcha. didn't uh, yeah yeah i didn't pass away yeah yeah uh yeah
0: yeah, but still that, I guess, you know, that discipline is, is so important, isn't it? Because, you know, as we all know, lots of people go to seminars and they sit there mm-hmm. for the whole day um, and they come home and they thought, oh, that was nice, but they never do anything about it. But obviously there was something in that seminar that really kind of triggered you to take action.
1: Oh, no, 100%. And I, I think because it was also three days, we learned so much. You can imagine the energy and the environment of three days. Yes, 100%. For me, I even tell people, it's, I would say it's the, I don't know how to describe it, but the most, you know, 100 pounds of mm-hmm. investment I've ever made in myself is going to that seminar. For me, that's when my of finding out who I am, what makes me tick, what would I like to do for the rest of my life, 100% it opened up so many. I mean, it, like say that self-discipline, will learn, you know, taking baby steps. I learned just so much in that one seminar. And it, I always look back, it, it, it just kickstarted everything for me, 100%.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned as well that you know once you you moved through Ipswich and you um, set up that first seminar, which which was huge, you know, in your journey of of where you where you'd come from. And you you said there quite openly that you the night before you didn't sleep and you kind of felt anxious about um, what was going to happen the next day. In that moment, because I think a lot of people listening to this is will kind of find this helpful. How did you kind of push push through that? Because you know a lot of people listening to this will have things. Maybe they need to do a presentation at work, or or maybe they need mm-hmm. to to have a, a, an important meeting um, with someone, and they feel the same things. Is what did you do in that circumstance to allow you to then get up and and really you know knock out of the park when it came to the next mm-hmm. next day?
1: Yes. So what uh, I would say is actually this is where personal development comes in. So. In the middle of the night, uh, What happened is I was there, I couldn't sleep, and then, boom! All of a sudden, I remember. A, I remember the quote by Zig Ziglar. Uh, Zig Ziglar was an, an American mm-hmm. author and motivational speaker. I'm sure you you've heard about him because I've seen one of his quotes on your Instagram. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I, 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 yeah. And it's actually my favorite quote now. And I remember that quote. It, it's just weird. And the quote says, "You don't have to be great." In order to start but you have to start in order to be great and then boom I was like again I brought this from the seminar when that when that quote came up I said to my voice and our listeners can use this if that voice comes up you can you know there's so many ways you can talk to it nicely or you can be brutal so for me I said shut up now, thank you for sharing. I'm doing my seminar. Exactly, that's what happened. But I learned that from the seminar because it was one of the things they taught us in day one when we were saying that a negative voice is going to talk to you. So that's one of that's why I used ROSA and I was like, oh my God, if I, at least I've set up the seminar. If everything goes wrong, if what my mind is telling me happens, at least I now have taken that step. I've set up the seminar. I've invited my friends. If they don't show up, that's fine. So that's how I was able to overcome that negative voice and mm. ross again this comes to most of we know most of the time that negative voice things that it says you know we know 99 percent they never happen ross everything that my mind said to me nothing happened 21 yeah. people showed up yeah. i went for my seminar it was two hours even before people were asking me come the speeches you practice at the club are normally eight minutes because uh, you know <laughs> other people have to think how why yeah. are you going to be talking for two hours but everything went smoothly yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and, uh, and i think you'll agree as well that once you get into that flow state once you start enjoying the experience of of that you know obviously you, you did in that in that seminar things you know it just comes more freely doesn't it and that's probably why you're able to speak for so long
1: oh no a hundred percent i'm not gonna lie uh, i always tell people you know when you do something for the first time are uh, you into photography right yeah, do, yeah i don't know if you remember the first time you they called you somewhere maybe it was you stepped mm. something to, to, you know, to do, you know, a shoot. It, Ross, it was the most amazing feeling ever. It's mm. like, it's called being a te- having a test of your dreamer. Uh, yes. uh, Ross, I'm not going to lie. At some point, I was so into what I was saying. I looked over and it hit me in the middle of the seminar. I was like, oh my God. I looked at the people that were all seated. All my friends, I just they were all quiet and I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. It was just mind-blowing, yeah
0: amazing amazing story and i think one yeah. that you know a lot of people will be inspired by as they, as they listen you know we we're, we're talking about um about changing course and discovering your life purpose you know we've been through um challenging times recently where a lot of people have kind of been in lockdown for um a good few months now and i think for many people it's given them chance to kind of think about what they're doing currently maybe that's for work or their lifestyle or whatever um, and some people will be thinking about, you know, maybe I want to change some things in, in my life. You know, this, you know, if anything, this time has given us, um, a, you know, a period of time to kind of think about some of this stuff and discovering your life purpose. You know, this is something that you obviously go into when um, in you're and a lot of a lot of your other content, but I think that probably means different things to different people. Um, I don't know if you'd agree. Um, what does 100%. that kind of, what does that, if we could take you as an example, what does you know discovering life, your life purpose mean to you, Cam?
1: Okay, yes. So for me, uh, uh, discovering your life purpose actually comes from, I uh, think of a quote from, um, that was Mark Twain. He said, the two most important days in a person's life are the day you were born and mm. the day you discover why. And I stress that, why you were born. Mm. So obviously that like you said, uh, for me, uh life purpose is just why you were put on this planet. We all know uh we go through life sometimes we're busy, you know, things happen, uh the conditioning, but sometimes you gotta take that time to find out why was I put on this planet. And and obviously that Socrates, what did they say? Know thyself. So it's taking that time to find out who am I, what makes me tick, and w- why. I know it's it's Actually, it's even hard to explain, like you say mm. the discovering your life purpose. But for me, purpose is the reason something was created. An apple tree produces apples. You know, an orange produces an orange. Orange tree will never produce apples. So it's it's it takes that digging to find out what it for me, actually say I like to say it's probably a life journey, because sometimes even you know things change. Ross, you might be in photography today, and then you discover, oh my God, I mm. want to. Inspire people. I might be an inspiration, but at most, I might discover something else as well. So it's it's different for most people, but to answer your question, what what is this discovering your life purpose? It's, for me, it's something that, if I could n- narrow it down in a nutshell, what's something you'll do 365 days a year without getting paid, but you're still happy. It's just mm-hmm. something that brings that excitement from within. Yeah. And not anyone else Uh, let me stress this not anyone not what your parents not your kids not your wife not your spouse not your boss just you from within and only you that's listening only you know but it takes some time to really discover what that is
0: yeah you know that's a really good point you just made there in that you know many of us kind of make if if we take you know work and business for an example many people kind of get into jobs and and maybe they get to a point where they're comfortable in that. Maybe there's a, a monetary aspect or a lifestyle aspect. Um, but also, you know, maybe they have, may have these feelings where they need to do something else. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very tricky sometimes because sometimes we don't think that we can kind of challenge some of this stuff. Um, have you come across this before and sort of, you know, that kind of conversation that you have with yourself around what should I do? And is this the right time for me?
1: yes a hundred percent uh and again to our listeners out there they can hear my story again uh ross you probably don't know this but uh for me uh before quarantine uh my voice was calling me so much it was like mm. come, yes yes uh i was you know working you know great company but even before quarantine my voice was calling me was like come you gotta do what you do now full time and so during quarantine i'm sharing this uh I was just compelled. I was like, come, you got to do something, you know, a bit different. So I said, okay, so what I did is uh, I actually quit my job because it was calling Mm -hmm. me so, so much. But one of the things I asked myself, what's the worst can happen? Yes, uh, you know, if things don't work out, I can always go back to a job and, you know, I've always happened and I'm not the first one. So it was about exploring and I just needed that time. And it's ha- because we have so much time in quarantine and that's exactly what I did. So even me, I'm still having that conversation. I'd obviously had it in quarantine. So it does happen to everyone. I've like, come is the, I felt so for me, again, my voice, oh, of course, this is my life calling, but it was saying mm. to me, are you giving it a hundred percent? I felt uh, the things I wasn't a hundred percent giving my best. I wasn't, giving everything I needed to give to the audience again, we shall go into some of these things in the, in, you know, why sometimes people don't pursue their purpose. But yeah, that's what I felt. So I was like, you know what, let me just give it a try. And yeah.
0: Mm. and do you think you know even if even if you are already um you know working towards what you feel is your purpose do you think it's worth every now and then just checking in with yourself and and just kind of evaluating where you are at the moment is it do you think it's helpful and healthy to kind of check in every now and then to make sure you're on the right path
1: oh yes 110 percent. i think it is because i think it gives you the awareness to to actually find out is this really really something I would really love to do because sometimes uh, I'm sure you've had stories of people who say, Oh, I thought, you know, I found my life purpose, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, it led me to something different. So I think it's always good to check in and see where you are and to really uh, find out if it's exactly something that still makes you take a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. You know, it's really interesting from the, the conversations I have on the podcast and Um, you know and I say this pretty much every episode but everyone that I speak to there's usually a a trigger a trigger point Um, a trigger point where they either said that's enough I want to do this or something happened to them in their lives and that kind of sent them on a different um, direction you know if people are kind of listening um, to our conversation today Cam um yeah and they they say well you know i'm quite i'm quite i think i'm quite happy in in what i'm doing um Mm -hmm. you know we we know that there, there can be other kind of triggers that or telltale signs that we could be stuck but we might not even notice it so much you know an example might be maybe if you're you know, maybe if you're feeling some anxiety around some um, aspects of what you're doing at the moment, you know, that could be, you know, it could be something else, but it, you know, it could be conceived as a a trigger for maybe you need to kind of reevaluate. What kind of other things have you seen um, from your experience that people kind of, I guess, um, other kind of telltale signs that they might need to kind of um, look at what they need to be doing?
1: Okay. Yeah. So for me, again, Ross, it comes from, from inside, you know, uh, I think, I don't know who it was, but someone said, uh, you know, Ross, when you look yourself in the mirror, yeah? Mm, At the yeah. end of the day, for example, you you pretty much know if you're happy with what you're doing or you're stuck. Mm. So that's one of the things, if you're honest, if you take a, comp- a complete honest and say, am I 110% enjoying what am I, I'm doing? Am I 100% enjoying this job that I'm comfortable in? So that that that's the first question, but only you know only anyone you know listening, only you can answer that question when you really take a honest look. The mm-hmm. other one is you know when you feel like you're doing the same thing and it it just it just doesn't feel right, uh, it doesn't give you any energy. You know it's that feeling where, you, you know when you feel like there's something missing, yeah. you, you just feel like there's something that's not aligning. Uh, For me, that's a telltale sign that you need to reevaluate and, you know, really find out, is this something you really should be doing? So those are two of the things I would say are a telltale sign, yeah, of, Mm. you know, for you to say, oh, I think I'm probably stuck. I need to reevaluate.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as as humans, you know, um, we Often know a lot of this stuff. We know we should be doing some, of this, you know, whether it's exactly. keep if, if it's keep keeping fit or <laughs> eating the right foods or yeah. or spending time with the right people. A lot of the time, we kind of know, um, I guess, consciously that we need to do some of this stuff, but we just don't do it sometimes, do we? You know, um, yeah.
1: We don't, and yeah. as
0: and, and we, as creatures, we we move towards comfort and we move away from pain. So anything that might <laughs> be, right. e- everything that might be a little uncomfortable um we kind of still yeah. why, do, why do you think we do that i mean obviously it's inbuilt in our dna as as humans mm. to do that but um what are your thoughts around that
1: yes so first actually you actually nailed it uh, uh it's it's built in built in our dna we don't want to do anything you know that's beyond our comfort zone and obviously the mind as well is actually meant to keep us safe that's the main function that's the main fa- function of the minds just to keep us safe So that's, that's for me, if people just get to know that. So every time you're going to do something that's outside your comfort zone, taking you back, you've heard my story. When I, when I I wanted to do that seminar, my mind was like, come, you're crazy. No one is going to show up. You're going to you're going to forget everything you're going to say. People are going to walk out because Mm -hmm. you're going to be so boring. So one, it's, it's just, um, subconscious. And then the other one, again, it's, I think sometimes it's, it's conditioning Sometimes it's so conditioning from how we grew up, how we saw people mm. do things. But again, most of the things, I think they all go back to it's just subconscious. I think the other one as well, Ross, is uh, change is just so hard. Even like you said, yes, we know what we should be doing, but we don't. We know 95% of the things we do are obviously subconscious. So I think change is not an easy thing. Like you said, sometimes we, we just feel comfortable. So we never really get to do that. And then other things. Obviously, we have got so many things like f- sometimes just fear, fear of failures. We have that fear of failure, so we just stay there. Fear of being judged. There are just mm. so many things that just keep us there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a, a really good mm. point, and yeah, like you say, we 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 know we need to do some of these things. And 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 and, and you know, from my experience, you know, from stuff that I've um, found challenging in the past, you just get. I think what it is, you get to a point where you think how has this been serving me up until this point? You know, has this way been serving me in the way that I want to? And, and if the answer is no, it's kind of like, right. So what we, what do we need to do to kind of push through some of this stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, the example that I, that I kind of always refer to is, is kind of around fitness. And that was something that within the last year I've I've kind of, t- you know, up in my life and, and give more value to in my life. And, and at the end of the day, it's, everything is like a, that muscle, isn't it? Whether it's your mind, whether it's your, um you know whatever else you're working on in your life you have a muscle and it needs to be trained every day to get better and i think just pushing into it and leaning into it is, is kind of the only way we can do it but
1: no ross let you say i mean ross there's no other way it's that self-discipline it's working out like you said uh, actually fitness is a good one because we've all been in you know in that if someone hasn't at some point in their life uh, they're going to go through that i always use that example as well ross mm. uh we all know we need to Eat less, exercise more, but we don't do it because it's hard. So it's it's waking up every day and saying, uh, you always tell people what. So anyway, so for those of our listeners, so you ask yourself, what's the minimum that I could do? See, mm. what most people get it wrong, Ross, is, is they sign up to the gym, they get excited, then yeah. they go for and 45 minutes. I'm sure you've had these yeah. stories that work. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, people oh, and say, I crushed it, I crushed it. <laughs> but for me, when someone asks says that, I always ask them, in the last week or month, how many times did you crash it? And if you, if you ever get anyone that tells you in a month they crashed it 20 times, then you know they were disciplined because most of the time they'll say, oh, I, I went to the gym, I crashed it for one hour uh, in, the first, in the last month, I did it three times. Then obviously, you know, they only did it three times. So I always ask people, I always tell people, what's the minimum you can do? Go to the gym for 10 minutes, three days or four days a week, consistently for a month and look at what happens in three months four months you will start liking it Okay, i wouldn't say you start liking it but you will develop the at least that self-discipline and habit whereas just going crazy 45 minutes again that's when the mind is going to come back to the mind it's going to say now your your body aching you can't remember you know you went to the gym and your body is aching the following morning you can't wake up so it comes up with excuses because mind is there to protect you and then you end up quitting on whatever you started
0: yeah. no, definitely. I think like you say, small steps. Um, mm. you know, I think it's is it the, the, the I think it's I don't know if it's the, the um, Tony Robbins quote or the Jim Rohn quote, um repetition is the mother of skill and it's just it's just small things every day, I think, is the is the best best way to get you. A
1: hundred yes, a a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Actually, coming back to Jim Rohn, I like that analogy, it kicks back I always remember things that I like to share with people. Jim mm. Rohn said, uh you can't wait for five days and you can't skip five apples. and then on the fifth day you say oh i'm going to eat five apples. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. you just I, gotta have that one every day
0: <laughs> yeah I, I actually think for, for anyone anyone listening that wants to get some inspiration and if you haven't come across jim Rohn before you know unfortunately he's no longer with us i think he, he passed away in like 2008 2009 um yeah but if the listeners aren't aware, this was the guy that kind of was the mentor to Tony Robbins and, and, and other yes. people um, like that. And actually I've, I've just got a, um, an audio book from audible um, and I'm listening yes. to it at the moment, but it's kind of like his complete works and you know, it's, yes. it's, it's about the cost of whatever an audible credit is. Um, but it's yes. like 11 hours of, of, 11 hours wow and, wow well, yeah it's definitely worth checking out and i've just got it on in the car and then wherever we're going um i've got yeah, it on and i
1: love i love to check it out because I've yeah got, definitely. the one i've got is about yeah about flowers. one of his books but that collection i love to get that one in or, no, or yeah
0: definitely wow. and it's like it's really funny it's funny because i can I'm in the car with the kids and they're like what are you listening to and it's like Jim, <laughs> Brian, Jim... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, just, and in the beginning they're like oh what, what, we don't want put the radio on i want to listen to some music i know that's cute and then then by the end of it they're going oh that kind of makes sense some of this stuff (laughs) but no yeah yeah yeah, but no just as as an aside you know if anyone wants to check that out Mm. it's it's a really really good um audiobook um at the moment um you know you work with um lots of people and are inspiring lots of people to to make change in their life i'm certain in those early stages of you know consultations or conversations with people you must get a a lot of pushback from people and and that's just natural you know what we if we haven't done anything before we will find ways to bring up excuses why we can't do certain things um, around some of this stuff um what have you seen as some of the kind of excuses that you've experienced from a lot of people you know for example why we can't do some of this stuff why we can't change what we want to do you know maybe around changing their income or other things is there anything that sort of often comes up for you
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm not going to – the biggest one that comes out, obviously, is people say I haven't got the money. That's the biggest one. Uh, I haven't got the money. That, That comes up. People say I haven't got the skills and roles. That's what I used when I started my journey. When I went to that seminar, I said, you know, I've never spoken in public before. I haven't got a PhD in communication. Who's going to want to listen to me? So that comes up. I mean, age comes up, or we um either mm. too old or too young, depending on what where someone is in their life. Um, and then obviously another big one is uh fear of failure. Whatever, do this and fail. So those are those are the ones that really, really come up so much. Yeah. And also judgment as well. People fear to be judged. Ross, let me quickly share this story again for mm. our listeners. When I first started putting up my YouTube videos, yeah. Mm. Ross, i didn't tell anyone and my mm-hmm. sister one time came to me and she's actually my young sister she's back in africa she said mm-hmm. why aren't you sharing your videos on facebook yeah uh, yeah and I, I didn't even obviously i didn't even tell i was you know i was fear uh, because i didn't want people to, i didn't want to get jacked i just mm-hmm. say to her oh i've never thought about it i'm going to start sharing and then actually after that conversation the following week because i was, by then i was putting up a video week. i I started sharing my videos but yeah that's Mm. another really big one because as people to say who's come to talk to us to share you know stories and motivation so yeah
0: and and that's really interesting so why do you think that was was it just that you were creating the videos at the time for your kind of your own purpose or were you just kind of concentrating on youtube as a platform um why what why at that point do you think you weren't sharing them as freely
1: um. Yes. Yeah, so I think. I, yeah. It. I was worried. Obviously. I, obviously, I wanted people to watch the videos. But again, mm. it's that. It's that commotion. So I was worried. People. What people were going to think of me? Again. Yeah, yeah. Probably that comes from. It could be probably low self-esteem because I think people are not afraid to put themselves out there. I've, I've noticed. Ross like put everything. Uh. Normally, that you know, confident people. You know. Have Have you ever watched someone post something and you're like, Oh, I'll never post that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's that low self-esteem. But again, it grows slowly by slowly. So for me, that's one of them is low self-esteem. I wasn't so confident in myself that, you know, what I was putting out there. I think another one, Ross, is uh, imposter syndrome. Again, people yeah. saying, oh, people will think, OK, who are you to X, to, mm. to to talk about X, Y and Z? So, mm. yeah, the, 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 that's what comes up 100 percent.
0: Yeah. And I think a good thing to yeah. remember, you know, I think there's a lot of people listening to that will be able to, that will resonate with them, you know, in that maybe they want to do different things or um, promote themselves more in their business. And, you know, when we, we've talked about this before on the podcast about what other people think. And and generally, you know, if you're worried about what other people think, usually you can probably kind of think of some people in your life that you're worried about what they think. But I think when you take a step back from it, if they're going to say something are they the sort of people you want to take advice from anyway? You know, um, I think a lot of the people that we have in our lives that we know are really good friends, really positive people to be hanging with. They will encourage you because they want to see you to do well. Um, that's my just just my take on it.
1: No, no, hundred percent as well. I think I quoted, uh, posted a quote a few a couple of days ago. If it wasn't yesterday or the day yeah. Uh, one I said I think, Yeah, I said, Ross, when you really think about it, sometimes we worry so much what others think of, of us. Obviously, some people think of us, but sometimes I was when you sit back, uh, Ross, say that sometimes people are just so busy doing, you know, what they're doing, and mm-hmm. they're also worried what you're thinking about them. So it's that perspective. Sometimes you have to look back. Cause now I look back and I'm like. Why was I so worried about putting out those videos? And that's true as well, what you said. it's uh, Now I've reached that point, Rose. People will watch my videos and resonate with me, will, with me. Will, those who don't know, those who are judging me, then like, Rose, that's not my audience. Those are not the yeah, people yeah. I want to interact with. And those who really want to see you succeed, Rose, they will interact you. They will help you, Near John, 100%. I agree with you.
0: Yeah. And I think also at the beginning of whatever journey you're on, um, you kind of want to please everybody and, oh, yeah. and, and after a while you soon realise that you, you can't please everybody. And actually yeah. that, and actually that's okay not to please
1: everyone. Uh, no, a hundred percent. And and that's why for me, now that you say the, I, I look back and that's one of the things I was like, I want, I was like, oh, I want my friends to like my videos. Uh, I wish I knew what I know now I would have just been putting out my videos out there and saying, Oh, if you like my, you know, my video I just uploaded this video on YouTube. If you like go watch it And now, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure when you're, you're kind of speaking to, um, people that you kind of work, want to work with in those early stages and they've, they've kind of, um, thrown back some reasons why they can't do it. And, um, you know, it can be hard as, pe- as um, people sometimes to kind of project and to see what life could be like if we did this thing that we really wanted to do. In your experience, um, what do you think we could be missing out on um, in our lives when we don't kind of go with our hearts with some of this stuff?
1: Oh, God, uh, Ross, I speak from experience. Um, uh, and again, this is something I like listeners to, put, to take away is uh, before I go into it, always remember the mind can measure what it can what it's going to lose, but it will never measure what it's going to gain. so what mm-hmm. I always tell my clients I always I tell them to visualize if okay take away the failure and everything if you were to do this thing that you want to do this you know heartfelt desire that you've got what do you see if, if okay let's if it was to if you were to succeed, what do you think how would you feel what would it mean to you? what kind of life would you live? So I think what people are missing out, Ross, is living your best life ever. Because Ross, that night when I couldn't sleep, I mean, they were just my friends anyway. I could have just cancelled my seminar and said, you know what, guys, I'm going to do this. I- I'll let you know I'm cancelling this. Mm. Ross, we wouldn't have be having this conversation. Mm, true. I wouldn't have all these opportunities. I would not have that book, that book out because I didn't plan to write that book. I wouldn't have written that book I wouldn't have been, been on BBC Radio Suffolk. All these opportunities, opportunities have been coming up, uh, the clients, if that would never would have happened. So again, this is just an example because I shared my story where I came from. So there's always so much. We all know, yeah, I'm sure you've, you, our listeners have heard that saying, uh, everything you ever need, I think this is our, the work and summit, what are people missing out? Ross, everything you ever need is on the other side of fear mm-hmm. or it's in the unknown. So anything you want to get, remember it's in the unknown. So unless you step into that unknown territory, you'll never live your best life.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a really good point. And, and kind of what you said about kind of visualizing things in the in the future, you know, I think when you first come across that, um, you know, that idea, you could kind of think, well, that's just silly, you know, it's just kind of like daydreaming. But it's proven in, in kind of, um, you know, medical terms that if you um kind of project that picture every every day and you kind of um imagine yourself doing what you want to do the brain will look and find reasons to back that up so if you're thinking about doing a certain job and every day that you get up you just spend some time whether it's through meditation or or some other means and you're um um visualizing you doing that if you do that every day soon your brain is going to look around and say what else can i find in ross's life or or cam's life to to bring that into fruition so it, it, your brain helps you in the way but you just got to give it that first sort of push
1: yeah and and god how how gross how crazy is that like you say mm-hmm. i mean the science they do uh you've had this study again for our listeners uh have you have you heard of that study where the uh people were told to you know, visualise uh, 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 shooting into basketball, yeah. Okay. Just visualising, and then the other group was actually asked to practice. And mm-hmm. when they measured their brains, Ross, when I heard this, is mind blowing. The same circuits had changed as for those that were visualising, they had sh- changed just as much. Those that were actually shooting the ball into the net, but they were they were not doing it physically. They were just visualising in their heads, and their their circuits in the brains, yeah. They actually, you, your process, they actually had changed, like those who are actually doing the practice. So, so, all you have to do is to visualize what it is you would achieve if you were to take X, Y, and Z. Visualize mm-hmm. how you would feel if you were to accomplish that. And, like you say, then that's when the mind will start looking for those ways to help you bring, bring whatever it is that you need to, to bring into fruition a hundred percent
0: yeah it's it's really yeah. yeah really amazing when you think about it um
1: it's very powerful
0: yeah yeah no definitely um a lot of people may have not have worked with a coach before and i know that's something you're really passionate about in in helping people in in that way um f- from your point of view what actually do you see your role um being when you're working with someone is it to kind of just guide them through give ideas or how do you kind of see it
1: um Actually, so for me, the way I see it is uh, two ways when I approach uh, someone. So two ways, uh, f- uh, see it as helping them discovering. I mean, their full potential. Because we all know, Ross, anyone that comes to you for any services because they're stuck and they want to go to the next level. So it's it always what I've realized, Ross, is always comes back to limiting beliefs. Uh, when someone comes to you. Obviously, they've got an idea. Okay, if they haven't discovered what they would like to do, that's a different story. But let's Mm -hmm. say someone, Ross, already they know what they would like to do, but they're not doing it. So straight away, you know, limiting beliefs. We need to dive into the limiting beliefs. Why aren't they doing what they're supposed to be doing? So first, it comes down to limiting beliefs. So I see it as me helping them uncover those limiting beliefs. And then the other one is me as a coach is to help them see what they can't see. I don't know if you had people say, sometimes people will see things in you that you can't see yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, again, yes, so that's why I help them, you know, that's uh, that's how I see myself as a coach. And the other one is accountability 100%. We know when you go with your friend to the gym, you're more tempted to turn up than if you're going by yourself. So accountability for me, getting a coach is just a, uh, the coach will hold you accountable to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. The coach the coach will push you to do, you know, an extra mile or an extra uh, five pressure ups when you thought you'd come to your end. So the coach helps you, you know, take things a little bit further than what you thought you were capable of.
0: Definitely. And I think, you know, for people that have come to the point in their lives where they kind of want to maybe start working with a coach, it it can be a bit of a minefield because there's just so many people and so many options. What would your advice be when someone's looking for a coach and what do they need to sort of look out for, do you think?
1: Okay, yes. So for me, uh, when someone's looking for a coach, one thing is to see, especially now it's actually easy because there's social media out there. Look at what they're actually doing. Uh, Look at actually what they're doing uh, because then you, you you gotta be authentic, and the other thing I think you gotta look at uh, results. What have they actually produced? Uh, because it's one thing talking about something and another thing actually doing it. Look at what they what they've produced, and uh, maybe clients they've worked with. You know, kind of a testimonial uh, a testimonial. And really, are they really are they practicing what they're preaching? I think for me, that's the most important one. Are they pre- pre- preaching what they're practicing?
0: yeah and i think also something to think about in my experience is that most coaches will be happy to give you maybe names of people that they have worked with in the past for you to speak to as well you know it might be a chance to kind of sit down have a coffee with someone and say look how did this person help you and you can then decide
1: absolutely a hundred percent no definitely
0: yeah. and, and when you're working with um clients um cam what's the kind of the process that you kind of work them through is there kind of a set Procedure like does it start from a consultation, then through sessions and catch ups, and that? How does it kind of work for you?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, pretty much you summed it up. Actually, yeah. So, what happens is before we even go any further, we have a free consultation, which is uh, one hour. We obviously, so you can't just jump and work with someone. So, we have that one hour consultation where I get to know someone and what are their goals, or if the goal goes, what's stopping them. So, that's always the first one. And if if fit. Then we schedule sessions. So the way sessions work is actually uh for me, each one is different, Ross. Like uh, uh I don't like to, to say uh everyone is the same because if someone like for example, if someone comes and they've already got goals, they know where they want to go, then you help, what you're helping them is actually coming up with a, a game plan and getting away those limiting beliefs. So then we say, Okay, we I'm going to we're going to schedule a session maybe once a month, uh, because it could be Sometimes someone will come and all they want is accountability, just to push them. Sometimes someone comes, but you need to help them uncover limiting beliefs and also set up a game plan. Uh, So it could be weekly, it could be monthly. And then if someone comes and they haven't got a clue what they would like to do, for example, going back to Marcos, how do you discover your life purpose? Then that's a different story because first you have to look at what they're passionate about, things they used to like as a child. So that's a longer process but in and then after uh you obviously catch-ups were catch-ups and these again different i like i like to to make each one different like uh someone you can even ask them would you like me to check on you you know in the middle of the week or someone could even say oh it takes every other two days so each one is different but the process is one hour consultation then you schedule the sessions and then catch-ups to see what how someone is doing perfect
0: you know yeah. at the begin at the beginning of the the conversation we touched upon um the the book that you've written um three lessons i learned from my dad that will change your life which is um we'll put the link in the in the show notes so people can check that out. Um obviously your your dad uh, was a big inspiration around that book. Um tell me about him and you know how he kind of um obviously encouraged you but also um inspired you to write, to write this book.
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, first, obviously, as uh, listeners heard, so I grew up obviously in Africa. So my dad uh, used to own a shop. And in that shop, uh, you know, kids would come and I put it actually in the the book. So kids would come to my dad's shop. And for me, growing up, I used to ask, ask myself, you know, just kids, even other people, why were people coming to buy things in my dad's shop that were in other shops, so someone would pass a shop that was Mm -hmm. close to them, and they would come to my dad's shop. But, uh, that you know, when you have the same same price, same commodity, exactly everything is the same. Was like, why? So then I realized my dad he always treated you know people, uh you know, with respect, and he always was so nice. No wonder, you know, kids used to come because he, he used to give them sweets and things like that. So he always put people fast. He was very friendly, and that's why people used to come to his shop. So uh, when I came here, obviously, what happened is he passed away 2014. I was here already. And what happened is he just all of a sudden he, he did. Uh, left home as normal, said bye to my mom, and all mm. of a sudden, uh, while waiting for taxi to go home, he had a heart attack. So, I shared those okay. uh, the lessons that I learned from him. One of them, obviously, was you know being nice to people, and the other one was obviously I shared uh, Ross' life is too short. I because mm. of just the way my dad la- died, so at, uh, mm. I learned that you know you're here tomorrow, tomorrow you know you're here today, tomorrow you're gone. So. Uh, what inspired me was those lessons. One of us was, you know, the nice way, and the other one was obviously the hard way. So I shared, I shared all the the three lessons, which are shared in the book. So one was obviously leaving someone with the impression of increase. Uh, you know, life is too short, and also he used to look people in the eye. Because there's a day mm. when I was, someone came in, I was reading a newspaper, and I said hello. I was looking down, and it was like. Never do that. But I was a kid after Mm. I was like, dad, why? And then he said, because if you don't look people in the eye, it's like, you know, in Africa, we say, you're dodgy. If you don't look someone in the eye, we used to say you're (laughs) dodgy. I mean, so many people (laughs) use it. And from then I learned, and it's, I think when you really realize it, Ross, you don't want to do business with someone you're talking to and they're looking down, you're thinking, why Mm. can't they give me eye contact? Obviously, Mm. it's different if someone has got low self-esteem, but if most of the time, 100%, for most of the conversation they're looking down, even subconsciously, there's no way you're going to deal with them. You're like, mm, it, just didn't, it just didn't feel right. So th- those were the lessons and how uh, with regards to writing the book, Ross, someone, saw some me share those lessons and they say to me, come. What? Uh, so this is again for our listeners. Come, why don't you write a book? So sometimes we have to listen to others as well. And mm. I'd never written a book before, Ross. And mm-hmm. my mind again said to me, "Come, you've never written a book or anything like that." But I don't even know how I listened because <laughs> I never thought it in my mind. But I just, I, I think I listened to that person because I look up to them again. That's another thing. I think because maybe I look up to them, so I was okay. So mm-hmm. I wrote a book, and there it was. Yeah,
0: perfect. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's interesting that you know a lot of those things um, that you mentioned about your dad, and he sounds like an amazing man, and and you know a lot of those things are just like old school etiquette aren't they old-fashioned etiquette about looking in the eye shaking their hand you know that kind of stuff
1: it's
0: some some of the stuff that kind of gets lost today doesn't it with 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 um you know with kids and that kind of stuff and i think they're really important um you know things to to remember when you're sort of teaching kids isn't it i think that's it's really important um
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And you've got kids, obviously, especially yeah. this generation, Ross, it's just so true. And Ross, me and you, I mean, anyone listening, we know it's very, very hard to connect nowadays because of social media. See, mm. back in the days there was no social media, no phone, you know, people wanting their cell phones. Now, Ross, I mean, you've seen people talking but everyone is on their phone. Even people in restaurants, Ross, you go out for mm. a nice you know, meal, but everyone is on their phone. It's just, it's even harder than before. It's just so, so hard to connect now. We obviously that I you meet with person, you know, person to person. Obviously, it's easy because of social media connecting with people. But when it's person to person, it's so hard nowadays.
0: Definitely, and you can you can you can pick up Cam's book, and like I say, we'll put the um, the link in the in the comments and, and check that out. Um, you know. The the podcast is called Make Today Count, and the reason for that being is that what I wanted to achieve this is was that through through these conversations that I would have each episode, um, that would, people would get insight into maybe some a new topic or something they hadn't thought of before, and I wanted them to be actively doing something afterwards so that they could take away one kind of tip from each episode that they could do tomorrow. We've spoken about small steps, and that's super important. So yeah. I know we've spoken about a lot today, Cam, but if someone was yeah um thinking about you know maybe i do want to kind of change what i'm doing or something like that um in my life or, or business what would you think would be that kind of first step that someone could do tomorrow that could then yeah. move into something a little bit later
1: okay yeah uh can i share two because i think the kind of mm. interlink no yeah, definitely I'll, you, I'll give you two <laughs> yeah yeah thanks Ross, for that yeah <laughs> yes so <laughs> thanks for that ross yeah so uh, i would ask them uh if they two if they were to wear the magic wand, yeah, yeah, Uh, what would they do right now? Uh, Let's say if if they had no fear at all and if they had all the money in the world, what would they do tomorrow? And to add on to that, going back to baby steps, whatever answer comes up, whatever answer comes up from tomorrow for the next 30 days, let's give them a challenge. I want you when you first wake up in the morning, don't pick up your phone or anything. Do that task for a set an alarm for a minimum of ten minutes, minimum of ten minutes. And and yeah, that that's what I would say. Minimum of ten minutes and do that activity first before anything else. And if you haven't got ten minutes, then then Ross, I don't know what to do to <laughs> someone. We don't know what to do to them, but that's what I would share. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's that's yeah. perfect. Really good advice and something actionable that someone could do tomorrow. And, and like you say, if you've listened to this um, and you start to um try that tomorrow, the day after listening, um let us know how you get on. You know, get in touch with either of us um and share your experiences that. That'd be that'd be really great to hear. Um Cam, you yeah, Cam yeah. Cam, you've got um lots going on at the moment. Obviously the the book that we've spoken about, um, working one to one with clients and I know um that you've got a course that you're um releasing at the moment um that's something that you're you're really passionate about Do you want to tell us a little bit about that
1: oh yes so uh i've actually i actually released the, the uh, last saturday 25th of july um the course is uh, an online course a self-study course called how to discover your life purpose and obviously it's you know helping someone discover their you know their life purpose and if anyone ross is listening um it's online also if someone wanted to do it one on one and also do one on one because obviously mm. online is self study but if someone wanted to you obviously and our know, consultation i can you know talk to them because so many people especially like you you mentioned it in the start of the podcast this period people are really examining so that's why i actually produced this course i thought it would be great especially this time when people are really lost and you know re-evaluating their lives you know, Yeah, yes yeah, so a hundred percent and also the other thing that i didn't mention actually also obviously because of quarantine obviously I do events as much as I do one-on-one, I do events as well, because I like to speak in public. So that's another thing I do that, you know, let our listeners know once the events are back on again. But yeah, that's the course, how to discover your life purpose.
0: Perfect. And I'm guessing the best way um, for people to keep up to date with um, speaking events in the future and courses and all the other stuff is to kind of um, follow your social media and what you're doing. Where's the best place to, to find you, Cam?
1: Yes, so the best place to find me, uh, actually, anyone listening, uh, uh, for me, I would say most of my content is on YouTube. Uh, I've got I put up loads of videos on YouTube. My name is a bit hard to, to pronounce, but I'll spell it for them. If, if you just go on YouTube and Google Beswari that's yeah. B E S W E R I, and and the surname is Kamiya. that's K A M Y A. Beswari Uh, or they can also follow me on Instagram at come be inspired that's come be inspired that's come with a k as in k-a-m then be inspired the word um i'm on on facebook as well if you just type in my name you'll find me i'm on linkedin pretty much all social media sites
0: perfect and we'll put all those links in the show notes as well so you can find and, and click through um and find out all the great things that cam has got coming on um Cam, I just want, I like to finish every episode um, with gratitude. I think gratitude's super important for everything that we do in our lives. So just to give gratitude to you, Cam, you know, um, I found your content by way of social media. And like I said, at the top of the podcast, it was like this explosion of energy on my screen from the stuff that you were talking about. And it was really refreshing to, to kind of see that. And because Instagram can be a bit of a mixed bag of, of lots of different stuff um but, but <laughs> i'm but, but i really love inspiring content and you certainly deliver that and it's been really great to see you know have the chance to speak to you today but also to kind of see the content you put putting out into the world how you are passionate about helping mm. people um that's really important to me and it's so fantastic to hear about your story with um the book and your dad and i know you know he'd be he'd be so proud of what you're doing at the moment so um thank you so much for your time today
1: you're welcome. Ross also I'd like to take this opportunity, Ross. Um, thank you so much for reaching out to me. And again, I always like to, you know, uh be honest and tell people just to let you know you're going to be in my records. This is literally the first podcast I've been invited on, Ross. I don't know if you knew this, but
0: No, I didn't know.
1: So- yeah, exactly. Yeah, This is my first podcast, literally. So that's why I was so excited when you reached out to me. So uh thank you so much for obviously giving me this opportunity to obviously uh, share my story. And, you know, for our listeners, for me, I hope, you know, someone picks out one thing, like you said, for to mm. implement. And I can't thank you enough as well. I'm, uh, today, I'm actually grateful for, you know, being on my f- first podcast today. So thank you, Ross.
0: No problem. And I'm going to tell you, Cam, it's not going to be your last podcast. You're going to get many, many more as well. So um, I look forward to hearing all you've got to say on those as and when. Guys, if you've loved the, um, the content on today's podcast, we'd really love to hear from you, either directly to Cam or myself. You'll find all our contact details in the show notes of the um, show notes page. But in the meantime, if you've got any feedback um, or any sort of light bulb moments you want to share with us, please do so by way of social media as well. Also, if you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe to the podcast and wherever you are listening to this podcast, be it Spotify, iTunes or on over on YouTube or wherever, um, please do subscribe and give us a review. We really appreciate it as well. And also, you know, if you're looking for a Um, A proactive supportive area of the internet to really push your personal brand in all areas Um, i'd recommend searching for the elevate community which is my community over on facebook have a search for that and put a request in and we'd love to have you there and we share lots of stuff around some of the things that we've spoken about today also my content and lots of other stuff so we'd love to have you there as well but until next time um, i've been ross dean this has been made today cap and i'll see you soon take care bye-bye